Louise McSherry on 2FM. That is Fontaine's DC, the Soul Wax remix of A Hero's Death, and it is such a banger. Now, spring is happening. It's happening, guys. I'm so excited about it. But one thing that often comes with spring is this sensation of the need to do a spring clean. Or if you're me, I just constantly feel like my house needs to be sorted out. I'm drowning in stuff. And it's something that is hard to manage, especially in the context of immaculate homes left, right and center on Instagram. You would think that nobody ever has a mess in their house for a moment and that we all know that's not true so today we're going to try and get some help with our stuff because Emma Gleason is the author of a new book called Stuff Happens which is a life-changing guide to getting a handle on your stuff and reclaiming your peace of mind good morning Emma Hi, Louise. That song was an absolute banger. Isn't it so good? <laughs> Sorry I'm, to go back. No, I, Unbelievably I am happy good. to dwell on it. I am fully addicted to it and I can't stop going on about it. And I'm worried that I'm actually overdoing it now on the show, but I just... It's so <laughs> no, good. it's amazing. Well, wow, thank you for playing it. Thank you. I, I really appreciate that. Um, so, Emma, uh, you're, you have been working in this area of kind of helping people deal with their stuff because you have an, a business which I think has a brilliant name called Give Up Your L Things, where you help people uh, do clear outs as it were but but it's about more than clearing out isn't it yeah so this book is about is sort of the past 10 years of my thinking life yeah. um, it's it's roots lie in a master's degree that I did years ago in the London College of Fashion um in the history of fashion very useful thing to be doing obviously <laughs> and um, the but the thesis was about the psychology of fast fashion and the psychological effect that shopping in this disposable and constant way had on young female consumers so I'm coming at this I'm trying to tell people that the root of clutter Mm. is the elephant in the room, which is how we are shopping. And if you don't address how the stuff is getting into your house in the first place, you are caught in this terrible clutter cycle Mm. um, uh, where you're just doing a clear out once a year, every six months, and then shopping the same. And you just kind of driving yourself deranged. So I go into you know, the history of advertising and why we are compelled to accumulate so much stuff. Um, I talk a little bit about sustainability in the fashion industry. Um, there's a bit, there's a big chapter about body image because I think that's a huge um, sort of source of our wardrobe clutter. Mm-hmm. So hilariously, Louise, the book is quite cluttered with ideas. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I know obviously I people need to read the book to get the full gist but what do you think is at the root of particularly young women's desire to shop oh gosh well that's a huge question I mean uh obviously covid has you know made a big difference to that people are unhappy and bored and want are desperate for novelty so you know there's one covid answer but um I think a big thing I talk about in the book is you know in the past hundred years um, the way we uh, look at objects has changed. So we now connect objects to emotions and to kind of an aspirational lifestyle. Yeah. Before that, you know, you bought soap because you wanted it to clean you. You know, you bought, mm. you uh, unless you were like the, the very, very wealthiest person, you bought clothes to keep you warm and to, you know, maybe have one fancy outfit for Sunday or whatever. Um, but linking objects uh, and and products to a fantasy life or to an emotion, that's why we have, you know, these mad perfume ads with like a woman riding a dolphin into the sunset or whatever. You know, we don't care what that perfume smells like, but we're buying into, 
you know, I want that dolphin life or whatever, or like I want the emotion. And um, so I think that's a big part of it. Obviously, women's insecurities are constantly exploited to sell us stuff that's, you know, obvious enough. Um, I think there's a, there's so much choice now, you know, a psychological um, phenomenon that I go into in the book is the paradox of choice and how, you know, we think the amount of stuff we have to choose from is liberating, but it actually makes us more anxious. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, because you're always thinking of the thing you didn't buy yeah. or, you know, the choice you didn't make. Um, so there's so much to it, really. Um, yeah. I mean, I could go on forever. <laughs> no, I mean, that makes total sense. And in fact, I was just I did a, a thing for International Women's Day with a, a, a large kind of business organization on Friday. And we were talking about the impact that having a pressure to look a certain way in the workplace has. And I said, God, mm. if I worked in kind of the world of business, I think I would just pick a uniform and I would just be like, yeah, OK, totally. what are men doing? They're wearing, you know, they have yeah, five go seats. full Steve Jobs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, full Steve Jobs yeah. are even just like I'm going to buy five suits and I'm going to buy the same shirt you know five times and that's just what I'm going to wear because you know having it because some people do find themselves in the position where they have a wardrobe for work a wardrobe for home a wardrobe for going out a wardrobe for festivals a wardrobe for you know you can acquire so much um, and it can totally you know really be overwhelming so let's talk a little bit about that why do we get so kind of bogged down by clutter you know is it such a big deal to have stuff in your house well, if it's not bothering you, no. You know, some people are are happily uh, living in their own perfectly organized chaos or some people are what's called clutter blind. And mm-hmm. it's tricky if you're someone who's married to someone or who lives with someone like that and you're not that way. Um, but that is my uh, there are so many reasons. If my parents are listening, <laughs> it's so fair. honestly, it's so many people's parents. It's so, <laughs> do you know what? I think this is really interesting because. Okay, there's so much to say here. Like, I think it's, uh, you know, in Ireland, we we are a traditionally a very poor country. You know, thrift uh, is in our bones. And getting rid of things is kind of anathema to us. You know, it feels very wasteful and unnatural. Yeah. But that has clashed now with, you know, the Middle Isle and Aldi and Little and all the cheap stuff that can get into the house. Yeah. So we need to unpack that. Um, there are so many reasons why clutter is hard to get rid of. First of all, like I said, it feels unnatural. You know, we have so many cultural practices for acquiring stuff, like shopping as a leisure activity and as a fun thing to do, gift giving, you know, um, uh, objects for occasions, that kind of thing. But we've no like cultural practice to get rid of stuff. So it feels awful. There's so many layers of guilt in clutter as well. You know, I talk in the book about what I call the sticky items, um, which is, you know, Uh, items that don't have a yes or no, a clear cut yes or no answer about whether to get rid of them or not. And there are so, you need to, uh, to deal with the sticky items, the stuff that's hard to get rid of, you need to pinpoint where the guilt is. Mm. So it could be financial guilt. You know, I spent a lot of money on this. I can't get rid of it. What I'd say to that is, you know, the money is not coming back to you. You know, it's a sunk cost. Um, But that can be really hard. If something is useful, you know, quote unquote useful, even if you yourself aren't using it, that can really stick again back to the Irish thing of thrift and like, that's perfectly good. I can't get rid of it. Yeah. Um, Sentimental items can be really sticky or inherited items that we feel guilty about, but don't necessarily want. I get messages from people all the time being like, I've inherited this giant, heavy wooden furniture and I hate it and I don't know what to do with it. Yeah. Um, Body image, of course, is a huge thing. You know, one of the chapters I'm proudest of is having the body image um, 
chapter before the wardrobes chapter because I feel like that's missed in a lot of this stuff. Yeah, well, let's, so let's talk you know, about that it's for... it's hard for everybody. Yeah, let's talk about that for a second because you know that's something that I personally have given a lot of thought to. But I think you know women in particular really struggle with this and um, with the attachment to clothes that you know I, I myself have opened my wardrobe at times and had a wardrobe absolutely you know bursting with clothes but nothing that I feel I can actually wear either because it doesn't fit me anymore or it never fit me but maybe it will fit me someday um and you know that that can be very demoralizing just to look at and and it's but very hard to change really hard yeah it's so depressing so the main tip is you should Try your best to only have clothes in your everyday wardrobe that fit the body you have today now, you know, and that make you feel good because, you know, that's a horrible way to start your day. If you're like, oh, you know, two thirds of this stuff won't fit me. Oh, I'm immediately, you know, terrible person as a result. So I'm not saying get rid of all the clothes that don't fit you. You know, people's weight fluctuate for all sorts of reasons. I know my weight is like bananas fluctuating, but put the clothes that don't fit you currently away somewhere. Yeah. Um, and if and if you are, you know, obviously we, I really don't want people to be in the constant mentality of when I lose weight, when I lose weight, you know, that's not a nice diet mentality to live in, but that's a whole other issue. I do talk about that in the book. But, you know, put a date on those um, different sized clothes and then maybe the next time you do the clear out or the next time you bring out your summer clothes, you can be like, okay, they've been there a full year. No, I'm not. There's no timeline for this. This these these clothes can take years to detach. But having those dates just kind of loosens the screws in your brain a little bit to be like, okay, these have been here a long, long time. But the main message is, please separate your clothes into what make you feel good and fit you, and the rest. Yeah. And they hopefully will let go eventually. Oh, I think that's so important because what you know, why would you have your life set up to make you feel bad? It, it so, make like any first sense. thing in the morning, how yeah. awful! <laughs> and especially given the fact that we live in a life that already makes us feel bad about I mean, our bodies, like there it's are just, literal like, yeah. industries, you know, who are built on the foundation of making us feel bad. There's enough of it. You don't need to be doing it to yourself. Yeah, I mean, um, one of my favorite little case studies in the book. You know, I talk about needs that are invented to sell us, you know, stuff we don't need. And my favorite example is cellulite which was, you know, fully invented as uh, something to just sell us stuff. Um, it, you know, like I can't emphasize enough how it is just normal adult skin yeah. and it has been sold to us as just you need to buy loads of expensive stuff to fix this problem. That was never a problem. Yeah, it's it's very demoralizing. Ugh. But you can, but the, the point is that, you know, there is stuff that you can control, so control it. Exactly. And I exactly. know, uh, I, so maybe... And I want to broach this subject gently with you, Emma, because I know you have feelings. But maybe you could put those clothes in the attic. Absolutely, yeah. But like, I know you're not you're not a big fan of just putting things in the attic. Well, and... you need to be. <laughs> Thank you, Louise. You're um, uh, you need to be yeah mindful about putting things in the attic because you know if you are lucky enough to have an attic, uh, you know that can be just a place for delayed clutter decisions, yeah. you know, and you're kind of just um, shooting your future self in the foot if you're not very intentional about what you put up there. Mm. Um, like, you know, I talk about a client I had in the book. Obviously, everyone's story has slightly changed, you know, for uh, anonymity purposes. But their house looked totally, you know, organized, messy in the normal way, you know, as a family house would be. 
but then the attic was just like it's like you know the picture of Dorian Gray like you know like the like the real horror is upstairs in the attic so what I'm saying is of course you can store those clothes in the attic but just be intentional um about yeah what you're storing out of the way are you just delaying the decision and yeah causing pain for your future self I love putting things in the attic (laughs) That's okay. okay. No, I love to get rid. I live in a house where my husband isn't blind to clutter. Like it definitely bothers him, but he really struggles. It is that Irish thing of, um, you know, that could be useful or someone might want that Mm -hmm. or whatever. And I'm always like, yes, but it's just sitting here in our house and I can't look at it anymore. Um, (laughs) So then we end up in, you know, this. So then we end up putting things in the attic. So I I can completely understand it. Um, Now, there has been so much chat about organisation over the last number of years we've seen it on tv series on netflix and you know Mm. various books and and now there's a whole industry of products that are being produced to help us organize (laughs) okay all right well (laughs) tell us how you really feel (laughs) you're not into the perfect like wall of perspex boxes oh my god no Ugh. like i just like I, the main point about this, sorry to sound so disgusted, Louise. No, I'm enjoying it. Please, I like it. <laughs> the, main, the main point is do not buy storage before you have decluttered because those beautiful boxes, I mean, mostly they're just ugly plastic boxes, to be honest. Um, they have some sort of black magic that attracts objects into them and they find a cozy little home there. So you have to declutter before you buy storage. And I really, I really try, you know, a huge, a huge message of the book is sustainability. So I'm like, please don't buy loads of plastic boxes that you might not need. You know, cardboard boxes are the best. I mean, we're all falling down with cardboard boxes at the moment, yeah. right? Um, they, they really are all you need unless something, you know, is being kept in a garage that might be damp and then you need like, a, a, you know, a good airtight plastic container. Yeah. But, you know, no, I, I certainly don't uh, love the kind of Khloe Kardashian pantry <laughs> vibe. No, okay. <laughs> because it's just it's just putting another capitalist spin on something that just annoys me so much yes well I, I'm getting that and Sorry. I respect I fully respect your position have I made myself clear I think, I think we know how you feel um <laughs> before I let you go tell me because obviously when you work with clients what how do they feel when things are sorted oh well it's everyone's reaction is more or less the same which is they're exhausted and they feel physically lighter i mean like louise you did a gorgeous clear out of your makeup room recently right Thanks, like Emma. I did. It, um uh you you do feel a weird it's in your body the feeling yeah. um uh, now the the key is sometimes it's accompanied by a like i deserve a treat i'll go shopping yes the key is to stop to stop at that Okay, <laughs> but no, you, like you will. I do warn people that yeah, you will feel exhausted. It can be upsetting, not for everybody, but it can be upsetting. But you will just the feeling is just so so positive. So just focus on that. Mm, yeah, I love it. Okay, well, if you want to know more, and there is so much in this book, get yourself stuff happens by Emma Gleason. Emma, thank you so much for coming on and chatting to me. Thanks, Louise. Have a great day. Thank Bye. you. Uh, it really is a brilliant book. Highly recommend. Um, like full of genuinely useful things and can really help you get to the bottom of why you feel so attached to your stuff, which I think is greater help than just telling you how to organize it. Louise McSherry on 2FM.